0: My Wax Museum is a proud member of the Create Vine. Hey guys, before we jump into today's show, I just wanted to make mention of Broken Bulbs. If you haven't listened to it already, you should. It's an amazing podcast that we just started at the beginning of this year. We've had some incredible guests talking about their creative and professional, and sometimes personal failures. It's an amazing show. And I am incredibly proud of the work we've done with it. So make sure you check out Broken Bulbs wherever you get your podcasts. But with that, let's get on to today's show. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by Michał Kaspczyk. I hope I said that right, Uh, uh, because he is from Poland. Yes, this is my first Polish guest on the show, and we have an incredible conversation about podcasting, about life, about engineering, and everything else that has made Michal into the person that he is today. But of course, remember, after today's show, to make five minutes today to listen intently to the people around you. Michal Kaspczyk. Uh, welcome to my wax museum.
1: <laughs> Hello, Alex. Nice to
0: be here. <laughs> how did I do? How how was that?
1: That was very good. <laughs> I'm I'm really impressed because uh, you you uh, caught it very fast. And usually people take either take a lot longer or just give up.
0: Yeah, I you know I I hate giving up, especially it's somebody's name, right? Like I feel like. <laughs> you know, I you know people who who are from other cultures and stuff say my name just fine. So I I figure you know I'm fortunate too. There's a version of Alexander, and pretty much every Western language has their own little version of it.
1: It's Polish is uh, it's actually Alexander, just the same the same with but with a different accent.
0: Right, right, yeah. And so I think I I'm lucky, but um, yeah. I figure. I should do people the courtesy of trying to get their their name right, especially when I have them on my podcast.
1: That's very nice. Uh, But you're also lucky that my name isn't, for example, Grzegorz Brzęczyszczykiewicz.
0: Yeah, that would be tough. Who is that?
1: Uh, It's a a movie character. Oh, okay. And it's actually a name and a surname. So Grzegorz is a name and Brzęczyszczykiewicz is a surname
0: okay well you know what um before i come to poland i will i'll practice a little bit so that that i can talk to a few more people than just you
1: (laughs) yeah don't worry about it it's not like every polish person has a hard to pronounce name or surname
0: i yeah i i imagine not um but uh, with that, I like to start off every episode after I figure out how to say the person's name, um, with how we know each other. Uh, do you remember how we met and would you mind kind of filling in the audience on that encounter?
1: Yeah, sure. It, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, we are both members of the podcast Academy. So an organization that, uh, focuses on, well, podcasting basically, and, uh, it's, it's kind of similar to what the uh, Film Academy uh, the one that um, gives out Oscar awards um, so it's it's similar to that one and we are both members and we've attended a meetup mm-hmm. an online meetup obviously yeah <laughs> uh, and and yeah and, and we've met there and uh, from there we uh, we met again uh, just the two of us, and now you're here.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I really enjoyed our conversation when we when we chatted outside of the meetup, and and I thought, well, we should keep in touch, and I should have you on the show, and um, I'm looking forward to kind of learning a bit more about your your personal background. When we chatted before, we talked a lot about podcasting, had a great conversation, and so now I'm I'm looking forward to kind of hearing more about your story as as an individual, as a human, um, and so with that. Uh, would you mind filling us in on where you're from originally? Where were you born? So I was born in Poland and
1: I live in Poland right now. The city that I was born in is called Świdnica. Świdnica? Yeah, Świdnica. Nice. And I live 50 kilometers from Świdnica in a in a city called Wrocław.
0: Okay, very cool. Um and so have you, like, have you lived there all of your life, like all growing up in Poland? Yeah,
1: I've, aside from one and a half months when I lived in Istanbul, I've I've lived in Poland the, the, my whole life.
0: Interesting. Okay, and fill me in a little bit on what it was like growing up in Poland. What was, because um, I, I have no perspective on this, I, I don't. I've never been there. I have no idea what it's like. What was it like, just being a kid there, uh, growing up, going to school? Can you tell me a bit about that?
1: You know, it's it's hard to determine what is what was so special about uh, being a kid in Poland. I mean, I, I don't know what what could have been different from uh, from other countries. So I was as. As a kid, I was obviously going to elementary school, and I had I had lessons, and I had friends and I've spent time uh, in front of the computer a lot. Because uh, ever since I was four, we had a computer that was in the 90s. And, and I, I loved playing computer games. Although at the very beginning, I remember that I was very afraid of Doom because one, it, th- this was one of the first games that I uh, that I had, uh, and I remember my dad playing it, and I've heard all those sounds in the background, and I was I was afraid of them. Um, then in the in the two thousands, I, I attended uh, junior high school. Would that be uh, in, in Polish? It's called gymnasium. Uh we don't have it anymore because we had a uh, uh, we had changed our education here in Poland recently and uh, and then high school and high school was very cool because uh, obviously it was the time when I started no, sorry. Actually, in junior high school, I started drinking beers and you know experimenting <laughs> <laughs> with stuff. And and I've I focused um, not so much on learning as on friends. Obviously, I, I was I was actually a gu- good student, so I didn't have any problems uh, going from class to class and and graduating. Um, but I liked I liked uh, high school very much because it was the time when I had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and then I went, uh, I changed the city and went studying in Wrocław, where I live now. And I was studying civil engineering at first. But I haven't finished these studies because... Um, well, I I started I started, um, I started uh, hanging out and uh, around this uh, student NGO called uh, Board of European Students of Technology, abbreviated to BEST, and uh, and 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 I've spent so much time organizing events, uh, different projects, uh, learning, traveling, having fun. In that NGO, in that student NGO, that I basically started failing my classes, and it turned out that civil engineering is not exactly the thing that I that I want to do in my life, so I I, I dropped out.
0: Hmm. So uh, I think I think a lot of people have that experience where they kind of start into something and then realize it's not for them but i'm curious what your experience was like leading up to that why did you look at civil engineering and say this is what i want to do like what were the things that made you think that it was in the first place what you wanted to do
1: well my my dad and, and two of two both of my grandpas are uh kind of connected to civil engineering if it comes to their work. So in high school, like, probably most of, of uh, teenagers, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I kind of gravitated towards what my dad was doing. And, and um, yeah, that's why I, I uh, started civil engineering, and at first it seems great. I mean, the the idea of being a civil engineer is amazing because you get to build all those buildings, and then afterwards you you can look at them and say, "Hey, this is this is my creation. I I did that." Obviously, not alone. That's impossible. But um, but but you have this sense of accomplishment of of. Uh, the fact that something was created because of you. So that's probably what made me curious about civil engineering. But uh, during the studies, it turned out that, yeah, sure, the result of what you're doing at work is a ready building, for example. But then everything that is leading up to it, all the work that you have to do, this is well for me not so not so good not so interesting after all it turned out so so that was probably one of the reasons that i dropped out the other one was that i started mm, i started doing some other things in the stu- student ngo and i i became a, an internal trainer i i taught soft skills to other students So this was very cool. And I liked it very much. Then I started organizing TEDx events. And this was also something that uh, changed my interests a bit, because I, I started being interested in public speaking. And yeah, that was the way which I went in, not not immediately, because at at some point, I I was struggling for a couple of years. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was too inexperienced to actually start doing something seriously. So I I worked in a couple of places. Uh, I also had a period when I haven't worked at all, and was struggling with money. Uh, obviously got some help from from my parents uh, and from my friends. so that was, that was very good. and uh, I'm, I'm very thankful for having such a such a great support system throughout my life. Yeah, and then I basically started connecting the dots, which should be quite obvious, but since I, I was I, I was trained in training people. And I had some experience with students. And then I, from organizing TEDx, I had this interest in public speaking. And I already started doing uh, some speeches, delivering speeches on, on various events. I connected the dots and I decided that being a public speaking trainer or a public speaking coach, that's, that's something I can do for money. And yeah, I started doing that.
0: That is really interesting. It's such a fascinating thing to hear hear the path that you take to get there and kind of some of the roadblocks along the way and some of the pieces along the way that pointed you there. So when, when you finally got there, I don't imagine that it was like perfect immediately. Is, is there any, any way in particular that you got started in that public speaking training? Did you find a job? Did you just find certain clients? Like, how did you manage that?
1: A huge help was the fact that I organized TEDx for a couple of years when I started doing it commercially. I actually was an organizer for five years, I think, or was it four? And then I started four or five doesn't matter. Um, and at the time, I worked for a training company, but I was a uh, I was an account there, account manager. So I haven't delivered training for them just maybe once or twice because it was a a technical company so they delivered it courses uh, which i have no experience in at all Um, but from time to time there was a client who wanted a public speaking course and that's when i jumped in and delivered and when i started doing it and i also started hosting events At first, uh, pro bono, uh, I, at at some point, I just, I was like, okay, so screw it, I'm gonna uh, start delivering training for money. So I, I actually started this, hmm, how do you call it? Because there there are these organizations in Poland, I'm pretty sure all around the world, um, we call them incubators, startup incubators. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I same thing. Think. Okay, so it's it's the same, same thing. Um, so I, I signed up um, in one to have a, a legal entity, right? So they were, they were creating invoices for me. Uh, so, so I could start working. And I, I, since I was a TEDx organizer, I was uh, very w- well networked. Uh, so I reached out to some people, I started Telling them that hey, I do public speaking courses, and uh, I got some some of my first clients, and it was pretty steep at first. Uh, although TEDx was really a good a good base to start uh, to start my business on. Uh, obviously, TEDx, what I did for TEDx was uh, absolutely voluntary. I didn't get paid at all for it, but it paid off in. Uh, connections in uh, my brand being uh, better because of that. Because I was as a as a public speaker or public speaking trainer, I was I was associated with TEDx, which uh, five years ago was uh, was amazing. I don't think it's that good now, although it still brings benefits, of course. So yeah, that that, that that's the story, I guess.
0: That is really interesting. And you know what else is interesting. Broken Bulbs, the newest podcast from Mecco Radio. Unless sometime between the editing of this episode and its publication, I decide to come out with another one, which I don't think will happen. So, Broken Bulbs, we talk about professional, personal, and creative failures of incredible people. It's a short-form podcast. Episodes range from 10 to 15 minutes, and we have these amazing conversations. So make sure you subscribe to Broken Bulbs wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the show. And when you got there, did you feel satisfied? Was that like, okay, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life?
1: Funny you should ask because at that point, I thought that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Uh, But I was wrong. (laughs) Uh, Because... um, Well, delivering training in the same topic is getting quite boring at some point, I must say, because you deliver the same training over and over and over again. I mean, I have a couple of different topics, obviously, within the uh, public speaking domain, but uh, it's still very repetitive. People are different, but most of them, they have the same basic problems with public speaking. That's why I deliver training so that they don't have these problems anymore, but it's still repetitive. After a couple, uh, after a few years, a friend of mine, he asked if I wanted to record a podcast with him. And uh, back then I didn't even know uh, no, okay, I I I knew what podcasts are, but I haven't listened to them at all, and I definitely wasn't hooked up on podcasting. So, uh, Chris, because that's that's the friend I'm I'm talking about, uh, he he just yeah paused the idea and um, and and a couple of months later, and that was. The beginning of 2018, I was invited to a podcast to be a guest and talk about public speaking. And I liked it so much that after I I literally after I came home from the interview, I asked Chris if he could recommend some podcasts that I could listen to. And he recommended Reply All, which to this day is probably my favorite podcast of all. And uh, the episode that he recommended is Long Distance. Absolutely brilliant uh, piece of reporting, so I I highly recommend it. Uh, It's a two part, actually. And I I listened to it and it was amazing. So I started listening to some more. And uh, right now I probably subscribe to, I don't know, 150 different podcasts. I obviously don't have time to listen to all of them. But uh, from time to time, I, I check each each of them. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I listen to plenty of them. Uh, and after a couple of months of listening, I came back to Chris and I said, Okay, do you still want to record a podcast? And he and he said, Yes. <laughs> and we started recording together. And our podcast is called Do which means to the beginning, and we tell sto- uh, tell stories of how different things started, and we do we use a narrative form uh, because, well, we both love uh, Reply All. We we both love the narrative form uh, podcasts, and that's why we wanted to do our own in the same way. It's actually still because it, it premiered in twenty eighteen in September, uh, September 30th, I think. So International Podcasting Day, actually. Uh, And it's still quite unique in form in Poland because most of the interviews that we have here are interviews. So we stand out a bit, although we, um, well, we kind of paused it because we don't have that much time to create our own podcast, because we create podcasts for others right now. So it, 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 um, it, it, it kind of evolved very quickly uh, into a business, because a year ago, uh, we asked uh, one more podcaster here in Poland, uh, Paweł, uh, if he wanted to join us in creating a, a branded podcasts production company. And we started one. And it turned out that it's the perfect moment, because uh, the market in Poland is very young, there are no, almost no other production companies here. So we get to work with very big companies like uh, Credit Agricole, or Capgemini, or um, Nokia, I I'm, I'm I'm struggling not to say the names that I cannot say yet because there's one that I I would really love to brag about but <laughs> but cannot uh yet. Uh, so so we have this luck I must say um we're very lucky that we can work with uh, such companies because as I said the market is young and uh, Uh, this is awesome. And this actually, so creating podcasts is something that is that I like a lot more than public speaking. But I mean, I mean, for for a a couple of months, I, I thought that this is something that I want to do for the rest of my life. But I figured there's something else or something that is actually kind of encapsulating both of these topics public speaking and and podcasting which is storytelling because this is something you can do in various forms and well, basically, podcasting is writing stories or telling stories, public speaking is the same. uh, But you can use different other other mediums, you can do video, uh, you can write a script for a movie, you can write a book, you can do a blog, uh, you can well, whatever, you just have to tell whatever medium you use, you're telling a story. And and this is something I'm very passionate about. This is something that I want to do for the rest of my life. Telling stories. The medium, it doesn't matter that much. I mean, I love audio; it's great. Uh, but I'm not saying that at some point I'm not gonna start writing. I don't know movie scripts. That would be that would be awesome if 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 I uh, got the chance to have a uh, have a movie produced off of my script. Uh, But yeah, storytelling, that's the thing.
0: I love that. I love how everything in your life has kind of come together to make you realize like, oh, it's not so much what I'm doing, but it's about the storytelling. If I can tell stories, whether that is in scripts or whether that is in public speaking or podcasting, I think that's really cool how it all comes together like that. Before we before we move on to talk about kind of your future plans and your future hopes, uh, let's briefly talk about Earborn Media because um, that's that's your company, and I think you kind of alluded to it a little bit. So I think this is the perfect opportunity if you can tell people uh, where where to find you and um, and how they can follow you and and keep in touch with what you're doing.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, the company website is earbornmedia.com, earborn like uh, airborne, connected with ear <laughs> um, and and uh, we obviously have social media accounts on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram, so you can find it there as well, and on Spotify, there is our podcast which is kind of a, a portfolio podcast uh, for now, and it's called hashtag ear porn. So like, like food porn, there's this hashtag for food porn. So we have one for ear porn. And and we use it uh, within the company. Yeah, so that's that's where you can you can find this uh, definitely. Also, I give talks at some conferences. Uh, so you can find me at, at different conferences mostly in Poland, though. Uh, I'm a guest on some podcasts as well, so uh you can find me there. Although most of our activities are in Polish. There's just uh we we haven't produced any podcasts in English yet. I've been a guest on some podcasts, um, and I, I spoke in English. I delivered some talks in English and they are available on YouTube. Yeah, that's that's it.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have links for all of those in the show notes. Kind of weird to talk about the plug before the the end of the show, but I figured that was kind of the perfect, perfect place to, to throw that in while it was top of mind. So looking forward to your future, you've mentioned that you would love to write a film script. You talked about that in our quick questions beforehand, as well as being kind of top of the bucket list. Um, and so kind of looking forward to the future um what do you hope to see happen how do you want to continue to incorporate this storytelling
1: well i definitely i'm gonna produce more and more podcasts and uh, hopefully at some point we're gonna be uh, producing um fiction and i'm really really looking forward to it um i'm pretty sure that it's in the near future um so this is this is going to be a a start a a, a point which is going to be i th- i think a bit groundbreaking if if you can connect a bit and groundbreaking in a in a sentence uh because uh, well as i said uh, a film script would be would be great and I'd rather write fiction. So starting with audio, which we can absolutely do on our own, we can produce everything ourselves. Aside from, you know, probably we would have to hire some actors. But I mean, that's, that's, uh, uh, that's not such a such a big, uh, big problem and uh, not a huge budget, unless you go for really famous actors. Uh, But you can you can do it uh, on a budget easily. And you can create a, a great production on audio production, a lot easier than doing video. So, so this is definitely a start. Uh, and other than that, I'm, well, I'm writing some scripts right now. So I do it for the audio, I can then adapt them for video if needed. So this is, it's basically I consider it practice, although if any of them gets produced in any way, that would be nice as well. I'm very much into reading comic books as well. So I think that at some point, I'm going to start trying to write comic book scripts. Mm. And I'm quite excited about it because uh, I think it's a very nice medium. And I've seen some comic book scripts, and I I love the way they are kind of um, formulated. I mean, for example, I've I've seen a script written by Neil Gaiman, and uh, he started the script with a personal message to the uh, illustrator. So he started like something like, Hey, John, I'm really excited that we're going to be working on this together. And uh, this is the vibe that I want from this comic. And uh, this is what the story is about. And it, it was so nice, because it was It was like a personal message. And hey, we're going to do this big project uh, together. But hey, very cool. So I'd I'd like to do do something like that one day. But for now, it's going to be the audio. And uh, the scripts that I'm writing now that are getting produced are well, they are not fiction, obviously, they are, they are not nonfiction. And uh, these are scripts for some narrative podcasts uh, that we produce for our clients, for example, or the ones that I created for our own uh, podcasts. I'm also working on some new podcasts that are th- that I'm going to produce myself, because I just want to do them. So uh, yeah, there's plenty of opportunities. Obviously, I do public speaking. And uh, this is something that gives me the opportunity to tell stories. Uh, because I, I use storytelling in, uh, in my uh, speeches. So yeah, there's, there's plenty of opportunities to tell stories in my life, and I'm just gonna use them. And I am actually looking for more and more chances to, um, show my uh, s- s- storytelling skills and uh, to build my brand around storytelling, you know, but I I, I, I oh. the thing with building brand is that I just don't want it to be mm, empty. You know, I, I just, I, I don't want to create buzz around myself that, hey, I'm a storyteller. No, I, I want to, do that by creating content that is valuable to people and that you know creates emotions so yeah that's that's why all all of these things that i do are very much connected to telling stories
0: i love that um yeah i think that's fantastic and especially the idea of not just trying to create almost like a cold brand where it's just you know just pumping yourself up but where you're actually uh, adding value and bring something to the table that people can really engage with and enjoy I I always like the last question I ask to be this so this is where we'll we'll wrap her up um, at, at the end of your life when you're looking back hopefully you've lived uh, a really long life um, 150 maybe I don't know uh, with the way medical technology is going who knows <laughs> Sure. Um, but you're looking back on everything you've accomplished, everything you've done, both in your past, your present, and in your future. As you're looking at those things, what are the things you're most proud of? And what are the things you're most satisfied with?
1: Definitely creating a very good relationship with uh, people around me. And the most important being my wife, Kasha. And I think I'm I'm accomplishing it pretty well so far. I'm doing pretty well so far, and that's what she says, not not that I'm just you know, um, I'm I'm saying so. Um, So this is this is definitely one of the things. Uh, The other is being accomplished in my work. So everything that I just told you about telling stories, maybe writing a movie script. I mean, it's it's a destination, but it's really more about the journey. So if at some point I decide that, hey, I wanna tell a different kind of story, it's, it doesn't have to be a movie, it can be a book or whatever, then sure, that's that's gonna be fine. But as long as it's valuable to others, I'm gonna be satisfied.
0: I love that. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you very much, Aleksandrze. (laughs) (laughs) Cześć. (laughs) Cześć. And thank you for listening. Not just to this show, which we certainly do appreciate, but more to the people around you, the people in your life that you just happen to know. Take some time, just five minutes, to listen intently to the people around you. Mecco.